It's like total uh, chaos getting ready for a podcast around here. It is. Look at all these spare parts we got stacked on this table here. I mean. We're recording audio in like three different places. Hopefully we got some good audio. Who knows? But uh, getting us all three in one place is a miracle in itself. Yeah, yeah. we've been planning this for a couple of days and trying to get everything to come together. And well, you've been traveling. Apart. I've been traveling. You want to talk about your travels? And I've uh, been working. <laughs> oh, you don't work. <laughs> I know his other boss. I no, to... we took off to, uh, I took off to Washington, D.C. for Indiana Farm Bureau. Right back to the old Vegas tricks. Every plane I was on was a minor mechanical <laughs> malfunction. minor mechanical, not major. I'm just the one I ended wouldn't. up, we had to swap planes, so it wasn't too minor. They said we're going to have to, we need to wipe the dust off one and drag one out of the, uh, boneyard out here so you guys get on it and take off oh you want to uh, but no we had very very successful trip very good trip in in dc you want to elaborate on that a little bit i don't know how far you can go on it but no we're uh a farm bill gets passed every five years the last farm bill was 2018 so 2023 is farm bill year um so you were telling me some statistics, and we're going to get way off. This podcast. I didn't is, bring my notes with this me. This podcast is supposed <laughs> to be about rental versus leasing versus. Uh, See, uh, that's, that's first I'd heard that. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're already we're already way off. Yeah. The yeah. But you're telling me some statistics about this farm bill. Like eighty percent of this farm bill goes to uh, like was it welfare? Nutrition, though. Nutrition. Nutrition. So 2018 farm bill is 867 billion dollars. <laughs> 78% of that went towards nutrition. Um, so that's a lot of your food stamps and uh, lower income family feeding. So, so whenever they, there's some just, I'm not It's hard to it. describe it as a farm bill when I so know, much I'm of it. I'm not, I don't want anybody to take me the wrong way as I'm discrediting mm -hmm. those programs, but whenever you hear that number as a farm bill, people automatically think that's what you as farmers are that's getting. That's a farmer welfare. Farmer welfare. Yeah. That is not quite the case. It's not the 78% case. 78% of that yes. is the welfare for the general public. And that's, we cannot get a farm bill passed on its own just due to your voting. So, so we know we got to throw nutritional in there. So if you don't get in politics, your Republicans are going to back farm bill, your Democrats are going to back nutritional. So that's the compromise. You throw them together, but it still goes one on one because farmers are producing the food that we're Right. So it a, makes the yeah. government our number one customer there buying, is, uh, buying our produce. So a little bit of a more of a correlation than what I guess you might think there is. But you know the the 2023 farm bill. Oh my, oh my goodness! goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Pat set the house on fire. <laughs> and uh, you know the Democrats are looking like a 700 billion dollar farm bill this year. Down from 800? Down from 867. The Republicans is looking about $1.5 trillion. Holy Ooh. So there's a lot that's of compromising a, to do. Wow, that's a big difference. To have a but bill on I Biden's desk. I think this desk. is a good snapshot of the way government works for people who don't yes. know the inner workings. Is The farm bill funds a lot of things that ain't farming. It may what? be somewhat tied to it, but in that, and that goes along with infrastructure <laughs> or transportation it, it's all in there you look at crop insurance is funded through there your uh, commodity programs through there your conservation programs your rural development um it's it's got 10 titles to the farm bill so what uh changes may be coming to the farm bill that you guys are pushing for or you'd like to see well we ain't i don't know if we're pushing we just want to maintain what we got you don't want to go backwards we do not want to go backwards that's the first thing so I don't think, uh, man, maybe we should do a whole podcast about this. I'm, I'm getting way off track yeah. here. But um, the importance of that bill to you is, is there's a lot of things that what you do you can't control, weather. 
Well, weather, uh, the natural disasters, and that's the the crop insurance. Uh, our crop insurance premium is subsidized by the government, like sixty percent, to make it affordable for the farmers too. So, if you have a a, a drought or a flood yeah. or a forest fire, or yep, something, it, it's a it's a safety net. What it is, God. yep. All right. Well, I did. I made one assumption while I was up there. Oh boy, you've got your elected representatives or your elected senators. Mm-hmm. A lot of them's old in age. This whole country is run by twenty-year-old staffers. Oh yeah, I could have told you. They that. know every word and every bill. They know everything going on. I, these elected officials are just the face we see. Each office has ten staffers now, right the, out of college. Mm-hmm. The only correlation is is that elected official usually chooses the staffers. Yes, and yeah. kind of they follow his mindset a little bit. Yep, but. But no, I I, uh, I forgot what I was dealing with a couple of years ago. We were we ran into that. It was it was crazy how knowledgeable they are, and um, mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes you're better off talking to them than you are the person yourself. That was most people we we talked to all staffers this trip up there. So I got put on a American Farm Bureau issue advisory committee. So that's a two-year term that could go to a four-year term. So um, it's interesting, you know. One guy that sat beside me was from Iowa. Lady sat beside me was from Idaho. And you know, here I'm sitting in Indiana. She's talking about 12 inches of rainfall and we're talking about 55 to 60 inches of rainfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I guess that's another good point you bring up is that bill has to encompass a lot of different climates, a lot of different crops. Yep. Um, you know, we get so hyper-focused on our own little local environments. Local or Midwest. Midwest, so, and yeah. we kind of forget about everything else uh, going on. Cause I'm assuming that goes from everything to the uh, watermelon farmers, to the fruit farmers? Well, then the farm bill does help in there, but a lot of those specialty crops are not insurable. Okay. So that's one plus we're pushing for the crop insurance program is to go into the, the specialty the specialty type mm-hmm. stuff. Gotcha. You know, Indiana's number one or number two in popcorn production, and there's only about 25% of the county is insurable for popcorn. Really? Yeah. We're sitting with red gold in north, uh, northeast Indiana. Tomatoes are not insurable. All the Posey County melons up through Gibson County and Knox County is not insurable. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know that. <coughs> I guess I just assumed that all crops were insurable one way, shape, or form. Nope. Or anything so. All right, we've uh, we've got way off track, so that's Farmer mm-hmm. Chris's traveling adventures. You want to talk about your traveling adventures? My traveling adventures. Um, I went to the farm show. Yeah, yeah, you the farm. That's, which that's is, my traveling. Which experience. is like an hour <laughs> from here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did treat um, you though. You got to go two days. Yes. And one yes, day you got to go by yourself. We left all the other kids at home. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. We left all the other kids at home. Yeah, we had Don't to, you classify him as a kid? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> we, as long as took, I keep the happy meals when I eat, he does. We took we took Matt and Gunner the first day, and uh, Aaron got to go all by him, all by himself second day. Yep. He's so been, I got my booster seat back in the truck. <laughs> did you learn anything? We had a couple. Uh, of yes. Yeah, we did. We did. Which I, I mean, several different ones. Yeah. I ain't going to talk about them, but. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about any of them yet. There's nothing yeah. materialized, but we got a few seeds planted. So yeah, good deal. Yeah. Farming so analogy. It was pretty successful. Yeah, good deal. Where, where we hit a brick wall and just kept bouncing off of it, 
was there was no welders at this farm show oh, this he year. Was, Can you believe that? He was determined I was going to buy him a new welder. Yep. You know how on the back wall in that very back pavilion, yep. they've always got the welders right on the back side yep. of the wall? There wasn't nobody in town. Hobart, mm -hmm. Miller. No, they weren't Lincoln, there. Nobody. I didn't even pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, it was a... He found one welder up by the windmill in the main south hall. But it's just, just on for display. display. Oh, really? <laughs> for a shelf that goes on top of the bottle. <laughs> he was pretty disappointed. Yeah, because uh, he did bring his checkbook along to write a check out for a well, brand new I, welder. I, I scoped the uh, thing and knew there wasn't done up there, so I thought... Oh, I <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you've been working fine. the last... Your traveling's been to work. You've been working a few emergency yeah. outages. Yeah, I've been working a couple of emergency outages. Got a little one-week scheduled outage that I got to do yet and then after that just be emergency outages but uh, that's what I was doing trying to find manpower right before this. You better buckle things up field tile <laughs> season's right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I know I know we, we well some people are going on uh, on two week long vacations coming uh, up. I know. Oh my goodness. I know. Alright yeah. so you're cut off back to my <laughs> it's back to me. <laughs> you're done. Oh, so yeah, you've been in yeah. Florida for about a week. Yeah so I was in Florida for five days with uh, Clint CNC Equipment, uh, Southern Homestead Transformation, a couple other friends, uh, Chris Let's Dig 18, myself, uh, hit all the auctions. Mm -hmm. I actually went down there looking for something legit this year. Yeah. Last year I just went down there to goof off and bought a truck. This year I went down there to actually buy a truck and couldn't find one. Couldn't find what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. Well you found one, just party pooper. Yeah, party pooper Clint. Party pooper you know, Clint knocked out. Let's talk about that real quick. So if you guys watch the channel, uh, those videos have already posted because they're current. So everybody says the Black Mac was absolutely junk and yada, yada, yada. And the Black Mac was in way worse shape than what the White Mac was. But the price was also way well, less. The price so is way less. Junk yeah. is relative. Like, yeah. I still think the black truck for what it sold for was actually a, maybe even a, I haven't seen the other trucks, so I can't yeah. judge, but just as good or better of a deal. It just required more work and attention. How much time you had on the backside? Right. Now the truck I got is also a lot nicer truck, but I also paid more for it. So if you use that on the sliding scale, I wouldn't say the truck was junk. You, yep. you just got to make sure you pay accordingly to what, what, you got. what its value is, yep. right? Yep. One guy was going on and on and on about comments about how I need to listen to Clint, which I mean, I do value Clint's opinion and that truck was junk. I never even should have looked at it. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. That truck uh, might be just what somebody's looking for. Yep. It ain't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I honestly, that truck, I would have jumped in and drove it home. Made a good farm truck for somebody anyway, wouldn't it? Or a site mm -hmm. truck or something. That, yeah. I mean, we got to put 5,000 miles of gear on that truck. It would have served us yeah. just fine. It just would have, it never would have looked as nice, and it would have taken more shop time to get it where we want it. Yep. Yeah. Versus the other truck is going to show up, uh, it's going to go straight to Straight, straight to, work. to work. So. Mm -hmm. But now I traveled around down there. We had a good time. Weather weather was nice. Didn't hit no rain. It was hot. I actually even looked at two trucks on Facebook Marketside in Orlando while I was down there. While you was down there? Still couldn't find nothing. <laughs> I like, of course, the day I leave, yeah, one rolls in. This one rolls in on you. This one rolls in. Clint bought it for me. I still haven't seen See, it. See, if you'd have been on my planes, we'd have had a minor <laughs> breakdown, and you might have still been there for that truck to come in. <laughs> i tell you what. I flew down there. Air travel is tight anymore. Flew out of Louisville to Atlanta, Atlanta to Orlando. I was the first plane out of Louisville that day. We were half an hour late. I was running through the Atlanta really? airport to get to where I needed to be. I was the last person on the plane. I don't yeah. think I could ever fly alone. I get yeah. lost as soon as I step off the plane. I have no clue where I'm Did supposed to go. Did I tell you about go. the individual that sat next to me on the way back? Oh yeah, on, uh, was it the way back or the way down? Way back. No. I don't Coming from Orlando to uh, Atlanta? Somebody like me that never flown before? No, she no. was an opposite sex of you. Oh. Is this story ringing a bell yet? Yep, yep, yep. I know which one you're talking about now. Uh, yeah. She uh, 
She liked her adult candy. Is that a good really? one? <laughs> really? Really? Real jittery. Jittery. Yeah. Yeah. So it was her first time ever flying. I'm sitting on the window yeah. seat. That's all it was. She just never flew before. First time ever flying. I'm sitting on the window seat. She's sitting in the middle. <coughs> Somebody else has got the aisle seat. We'll get ready to roll out on the runway and take off. She looks at me and she goes, this is my first time ever flying. Will you hold my hand? Oh my <laughs> goodness. I said, ma'am, I don't think that's appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you know, I, I chit chatted with her, made small talk or whatever. Then we get to Atlanta, which Atlanta is a big airport. Yes, I've heard yes. that. She, she wanted to know where her next gate was at. So I was driving me a nice guy and figured out where she was going, and I was relieved she was going to a different terminal than <laughs> I was. And she's like, well, can I get your phone number just in case I get lost? I'm like, no, no. just ask the gate agent. They'll get you where, they'll you, get you where you go. They'll get you where you need to go. So, where are well, my flight out of Indy, you know, we had to switch planes. We had a female pilot, and we left Indy an hour late, and we got to D.C. a half hour late. She so hit the gas pedal. I think they told her, she told the uh, crew to put on a little extra fuel. We got time to make up. So. <laughs> and I was riding with a person that goes to D.C. every week, and he goes, that's the fastest I've ever went from Indy to D.C. Yeah. She was pouring it on. That reminds me of some of the stories we heard from some other pilot friends about getting around from point A to point B. Yeah. But anyways, that's kind of a catch up what we all been up to. We got, uh, I don't know how many more episodes we're going to pop out. It's uh, Chris alluded to field tile season. It's means, getting close. Man. It's... season's coming and the weather's changing. We were hauling, we moved equipment today. Yep. It's, uh, I do have Con Expo coming up. We've got a bunch of meet yep. and to Con Expo. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we got, I got, I got to go to Hawaii so I can stay married. Yep, there expensive, we are. As an expensive as the trip to Hawaii is, I've ran the math, it's still cheaper to go than get divorced. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> oh. For the record, yeah. this is not my project in the background, but you can watch it on YouTube. But I did see a Hands video on. the other day of him sanding on it. it oh, really? Yes. He just told me. He just told me, uh, yeah, she's trying to get me set to sand on. Good luck with that. The only I'm good thing for him, exactly. it was on Snapchat. Yeah. Once you play it, it disappears. So I don't have evidence no more. Yeah. Which means, okay. And if he would have watched it a second time, he would have realized I was not sanding. Okay. No. Look now. Yeah, cover up for him. Was, he told me he I was, was not sanding on that. I was a grinder to take DOT tape off. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what color we're painting in. Oh, Chris, this is a conversation I just don't care about. Yeah. Well, what is our subject for today? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So finally, we've been rambling on for 15 minutes, and we're finally around to what we're talking about. Yeah. So this is a question I don't get asked a lot, but I do get asked quite a bit, and it's an interesting conversation, and I thought you were just the guy to have for this. Okay. Is renting versus buying versus leasing. Um, I own all of my equipment. I rent very little. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. When was the last time I rented something? It was probably mm-hmm. grandma's job, that little jackhammer. Yeah. I won't say that's probably the best I can remember. Yeah. And then I got in trouble for that. Uh, you own some tractors. Yes. You lease at least one right now. Don't I you? lease one right now. Uh, but you've leased others in the past. We have leased two others in the past and we have rented tractors in tractors. the past. And, I, and I've rented some equipment here and there. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess to start this conversation off as far as, you know, why don't I rent a whole lot is there is not a whole lot available where we're located at. Uh, no, there ain't. I'm like an hour from two major cities, mm-hmm. one one way, one the other. Um, 
and even those cities don't have a whole lot available there is oh, yeah you'd have to go to dealerships and try to find something sitting there on the rent right so whenever people say why don't you rent this or rent that uh for a job uh there's times let's just say i wanted to go rent a fecon vulture <laughs> it's probably three quarters of a day just to get it oh every bit of maybe even more it's not like i can just run down two blocks and pick one up and throw it on a skid steer yeah and uh and go to work or if i'm going to rent something it's probably going to be like for a month yeah and if i'm going to use it for a month a lot of times my math says i'm just better off finding something to buy oh, and that's where i got in into a lot of mine too we uh we had a tractor break down this last uh, last spring so we rented a tractor for 60 days and the bill ended up being the down payment so i just said right just write me up alone you know if i'm gonna pay that kind of money for a, mm -hmm. a rental that can be the first payment on it so i think we can almost categorize this uh, conversation in two different ways too you know people our size you're a medium-sized farmer mm -hmm. I'm, i'd say i'm a small to medium-sized excavator and a bigger company would probably look at this completely different than what we look at exactly so you know as far as my rental you know we can rent a telehandler with a bucket you know something we use one month every two or three years for loading manure load manure if, if our loader tractor goes down that's what we can go get don't get me wrong if we owned it i'd use it a lot more right but it just don't cash flow right now so right so uh let's just say let's just kind of do a hypothetical that maybe less hypothetical than reality but uh you're looking to go you need to acquire a new 300 horse tractor mm -hmm. so what makes uh, I know the last couple of tractors in that horsepower range, I believe you leased, is that correct? We start off on a lease deal, yes, because... Well, I guess what made the lease deal appealing to you, or what, what advantage did you see of it versus buying, or, or did it uh, make more financial sense to do it that way? Or There's a couple advantages mm -hmm. to leasing equipment. For one, it don't go on your balance. It's not supposed to go on your balance sheet. Okay. So a, a lease is a input in a cash flow. It, because it's not an actual payment on a balance sheet. So for budgeting purposes, it's very easy to budget for that piece of equipment because yes. you know exactly what that lease payment's going to be. Yes. Now, some of our lease equipment, your lease equipment is on your credit score. And, and the remaining balance you owe or the remaining balance of the value of that piece of equipment don't show up on your balance sheet as debt. As debt, correct. It's not an asset and it's not a debt. It's just a the payment is a cash flow. Right. So if you're running, if you're running a debt, a, a tight debt to income ratio, yes, by leasing uh, three, four hundred thousand dollar tractor, I know what tractor costs. Yep, yep, every bit. So that's uh, that's one way around it. Okay. The second reason we lease for like a three year lease or four year lease, we've always turned around and bought them back out at the end. Mm -hmm. You take a four hundred thousand dollar tractor and put it on five year payments, you have a big payment plan or okay. a big payment. So if we lease it for three years and then buy it for five year loan, now we've got our payments spread out over eight years, which makes our payments more manageable for our cash flow. So just to kind of recap that is basically your three years of lease payments. Mm -hmm. In theory, I know there's some question mark, are there some stipulation in this, but in theory, if you lease that tractor for three years, that then payments should come right off the principal. It amount. comes off that, and then when you, when your lease is over, you get your residual amount left, right. which is after your lease payments, and that's what you're going to so finance. So let's just say you buy. had a four hundred thousand dollar tractor, 
you paid for three years on it and your lease payments added up to two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars do they take that exact amount off or is it adjustable or it's adjustable um the last tractor we did stuck right on that dollar amount okay because from the time we signed the lease the time we end the lease the value of used equipment had went up so we got stuck to that the first lease we did on that uh, t8330 in the three-year lease term the value of equipment had went down so i owed you know after my lease my residual value left on that tractor was like two hundred thousand but everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price ba -da -ba -ba -ba. that tractor in everyday world i could go buy it for one hundred and fifty thousand. gotcha so i'd have been smart just to walk away from it go buy me another tractor new holland sees that Hey, will you give us one hundred fifty thousand for this tractor now? Right, and you know, so so they're still. I actually to... profited fifty thousand off mm -hmm. that lease yeah. because the value of equipment went down. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to negotiate with you whenever that. Yes. Because their ultimate goal is to get you to buy that tractor. Mm -hmm. They really don't want it back, right? They do not want it back. <coughs> now, you got to watch your hours. You know, a lease. I can lease tractors a three hundred hour a year lease, a six hundred hour a year lease, a nine hundred. That's going to fluctuate your lease payments. So, but they don't come every year and check your so hours. You can overrun one year. Basically, you just have to hit that at the three end of three years. At the end of three years, you got to hit that. So, do you get penalized if you run over? If you buy it, no. If you walk away from it, you owe a set amount, which per is hour. in the lease for the hour. So, I guess that's you know you got to be. I guess if you're going to lease, reading the fine print. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you lease this piece of equipment for three years, uh, and I'm asking these questions because yeah. I've never leased anything to be honest with you, and I guess this could probably apply to an automobile too, I don't know. I don't know how automobiles work. But if you lease this thing for three years and you uh, buy it, is the warranty gone? Uh, no, you go off the factory warranty. So if it's got a five-year factory warranty? If it's got a five-year warranty, that, that warranty years. stays with the tractor. Two, yeah, two years left. I uh, guess the problem, the surprise we got when we was leasing equipment because your personal property tax is so delayed you got to pay personal property tax on that equipment because it's actually in your name in your name new holland don't want to pay that property tax so uh, i'm assuming is so, i'm assuming everywhere's got personal property tax like we do or do we should explain that i don't know i'm assuming they do but i mean that's about like real estate tax right, I so mean, basically here in our i guess it's a county thing uh, it thing? should be a state thing all right so i think it's state I'm sure our county has a way to mandate or a way to regulate this, if I had to guess. But uh, basically, they value your our equipment yep. as property, which would be no different than uh, a piece of actual property you yep, own. Yep, buying a piece of property. And you pay property tax on it. You pay a property tax on that value. Yep. Which is, oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I think I'll stick to my old vehicles. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're this seeing... This not worth enough to send the uh, gas no. to the other yeah. vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Our taxes have went down in the last three years. 
But I, there's going to be an upturn on that coming very soon that's going to take off. You know, I have, I have zero issues paying taxes. I have a big issue with the way they spend my tax money. <laughs> that's everybody's issue, ain't it? <laughs> no. Like, if I'd be more than happy to pay taxes if I thought we were spending it wisely, but... You guys live way out here in the sticks, got these beautiful paved roads. Are they beautiful or are they just paved? Oh, compared to where I live, they are beautiful. <laughs> that's, a, that's more to do with how a little, not, that has less I mean, to do with how much you pay in taxes and more to do with who you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Which I know that's a county tax, not a state tax, but yeah. you know. There's uh, politics uh, played at all levels. Yeah. But we, you know, we definitely go out and, and we're by, you know, we're mainly leasing our new equipment. Now, when we go buy used equipment, you can get a lease on it, but we just buy it and out. be done with it. So oh. we're just trying to spread payment load out, you know, or get the payments down. Right. So cash the, flow I guess the other thing person. is, too, is whenever you bring that piece of equipment onto your balance sheet, that debt number is going to be substantially less right off the bat. Correct. Yeah, it's the value of what you paid for it. Because your guys' biggest expense is not necessarily your equipment, but it's your uh, operating Loan. Oh yes, yeah, operating loan. You guys put a lot of money in the ground, so you've got to make sure you have a ratio number to hit to make sure you can... There is definitely. A, I learned more in banking in the last eight years since I kind of took over the finance of the farm than, than any time, so I've learned and I've had a pretty wide range of education. Mm -hmm. So <coughs> let me run this scenario by you. Let's say that the concern of a number on a balance sheet wasn't as a big a concern and that uh, the amount of the payment wasn't, a, wasn't as of concern. Would leasing still look as good to you? No, no, if you can, if you can cash flow the payments, just buy it and be done with them. Just buy it and be done yeah. with them. Um, so because you're paying more interest. Well, that was, that's what I was getting to. The do interest you know payment's what, gonna eat you up over time. Do you know what the interest is, lease versus buy versus Well, they buy? don't have you an interest in a lease payment. That's just all figured in there. Figured in there. Yeah, they know what that value is, so. I guess, um, I guess where I'm going with that statement is, is this is a very, very useful tool when used correctly. Yes, yeah. Yeah, if you're running a tight budget or, or tight cash flow, you know, I see leases uh, being very beneficial. And it gives you a chance to see if that piece of equipment works for you because one of the yeah, that's a good point. perks for the lease, if it don't, if you ain't happy with it or it don't work for what you do, you just, mm -hmm. you walk away from it. So. Yeah. What, um, so whenever you have that piece of equipment and lease in your possession, it's technically yours, right? It's ours, yeah. So if it breaks, you repair it just like it's yours? Yes, yeah. oh, I mean, unless it's less less more But if yeah. you, yeah. If you damage the loader on it, yep, it's our, it's, it's our, our deal. So is that never swing uh, rent and leasing then? Like if you rent a piece of equipment from, uh, say, Blush Brothers yeah. or a New Holland company, if you're renting it and something breaks, do they take care of it or do you have to take care of it? I'm going to say it depends on what it is. But yeah, <laughs> if you're on a short-term rental, a lot of times something major, they're going to mm -hmm. jump in and take care of it. Okay. I know. But uh, when you even when you rent equipment, you know, we got to carry insurance on it. So I'm going to say our insurance yeah. is probably going to be liable right, for right, some major right. breakdowns on that. Yeah, so. yeah. Go to rent, so. And uh, even lease, you know, we got to pay our, we got to pay the insurance on a lease deal also. So. I guess that's another, 
Another good point you bring up though is, is if you're not sure if you need a 300 horse tractor or a 450 horse tractor. Yeah. That was my question. Yeah. It'd be my question. You know, we'll lease yeah. one for a year and see how it fits see how into it the works. operation. Yep. Um, which that goes all the way back to my conversation about buying equipment. You know, do all your research you can. Yep. Try mm -hmm. to buy what you oh, think you sure. need. Don't go overpay for the first piece you buy. Get something that's in that realm, put it yeah. to work, and then figure yeah. out figure yeah. out what you need or you don't need yeah. uh, going forward from there. You know, I'm going to say the, uh, a lease helps us pick out the lemons, you know, yeah. if you've definitely yep. got consistent problems with it, you right. know, we're going to step away. But you bought the lemon. We bought the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we bought them. You've had problems with both of them. The versatile has been my biggest headache. That's you put less money in that one, haven't you? It's a cheap tractor, but no, it's they've both been headaches. <laughs> <laughs> but should we should we discuss what color they are just so everybody knows? <laughs> They're not green. Actually, you've had headaches with the green one too. We did have uh, headaches with the green combine, so. Um, <sighs> I guess the aggravating part. You know, of the more I think about this, maybe you should check your antifreeze. <laughs> we put spring water in them. Have you ever seen spring water freeze? No. Well, you put it in there. <laughs> oh, this is not the same spring water you see in a grocery store in the little. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had a guy at the bar tell me one day, I just run spring water in my radiator. I looked at him, he goes, Have you ever seen spring water freeze up? And I said, Well, no. He goes, Just put in your radiator. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think that's the way it works. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, you're, uh, you're versatile. Oh, no, you're... Uh, T8330. Yeah, you had, what, liners leaking it? Uh, we had O-rings on the liners leaking. Um, we rent the motor with it. New Holland had a on individual case recall. They did not tell anybody they were going to pull it. It's just if, if you had issues, they're going to mm -hmm. cover it. But the deadline ran out like February 20th, and we turned ours in February 15th. So we beat the Ooh. deadline by like five days. But, so New Holland put a brand new motor in the tractor for us. And that's one reason we, uh, we kept it. But then we turned around and had that uh, transmission problems last year. So. Mm -hmm. What's that one was pretty costly, too. It was a $35 part. Yeah. Factory put a plastic piece in, and once we fixed it, it went back metal. So New Holland knew they had a problem. They just didn't so want to pay for it. So let's hypothetical here. Let's say you've got this tractor on lease. Lease, lease comes up while it's in the shop for $18,000 repair. Can you just say, lease is up, it's your problem now? That would be an interesting discussion. <laughs> <laughs> At the time last uh, spring, when that uh, New Holland was in the shop for three months mm -hmm. i probably would have walked away from it because yeah, i was getting aggravated yeah because you were in planting season yeah you were down. that was yeah. a major planting tractor so yeah um <laughs> the versatile you leased as well we did lease the versatile um we're not a versatile fan but for horsepower and it was pretty emissions it was a it was like a hundred thousand dollars less to buy the versatile over new holland same horsepower so that's why we went that way it is pre-emissions, but it's got that big C motor in there. <laughs> and uh, we eat up the brake pads in it in the first two years. That It was on lease. Uh, Versatile paid to put new brake pads, but they didn't note they had a problem with them. But that's a lot of the Gremlins we're fighting now. We got a lot of that uh, 
material still floating through the hydraulic system. The oh. biggest head scratcher on that versatile is uh, last spring. You, you got it running, you get done the other day, you turn the key off, pull the key out, and it's still running. Which is very unlike a Cummins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least it'll go, it was ready to go. Oh. It's very, very unlike a, very unlike a Cummins. You, uh, so. Battery disconnect, turn it off, it's still run. <laughs> You had to go up and oh. wire off the alternator gear shut down. So I don't know what was going on there. Oh. It's yeah. uh But now, you know, like I say, lease is supposed to be not on your balance sheet. My loan officer did put my current lease on the balance sheet. Because the lease is on your credit report. It's uh you're obligated payments for you know, you're in like a three or four year contract with it. Right. He put on there because some of the underwriters ain't smart enough to figure out how to get through some of this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which that comes down to the importance yeah. of a good banker. Yes. Uh, but then when you start figuring cash flow, you just need to make sure if it is on your balance sheet, they don't figure that payment in, in with your other payments and you've got it in a cash flow number, you know, on a rental number, then right. you're double, double pinging yourself. Well, I guess you you still occasionally rent stuff like uh, fertilizer spreader, just small stuff. You oh, we we rent small stuff, yeah. And you've got a lot more stuff available to you through some local county program programs. And uh, stuff. Correct. Uh, you know, a grain drill. We're renting a grain drill. We right. sold ours. We was drilling grain That's drill. You use what three four days out of year? Yeah, we were drilling our beans. Now we went to a planter. So now all we got to do is drill our wheat. wheat. Three days out of the year, it wasn't worth keeping ours right. tying up barn space and insurance and taxes. And, and you got good equipment available to you. We get good equipment available to us. Uh, local co-op fertilized buggies. A, a fertilizer buggy is very high maintenance. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we just rent them when we need them. Uh, we do rent a telehandler every once in a while, you know, if a loader goes down or something. But, but that's kind of a... A telehandler is only good for one thing, and that's, that's a loader. I mean, that's all it can do. Yeah. Um, so um, my situation, I've never leased anything in my life. Um, I looked at leasing whenever I bought the last, when I bought the 210 Hyundai Excavator, mm -hmm. I actually looked at leasing back whenever I was going to uh, buy the 140. Uh, whenever I was gonna buy the 140, I was seriously looking about the uh, HX 145, which was a little bit more money. And uh, money was a little bit tighter back then and that was the sales pitch from the salesman is lease it for a couple of years, get your get it down and then, yeah. and then go back with it. But it's kind of like renting a house. It's, you're, I guess you are technically putting something towards an asset, but it's not technically towards an asset at that yep. time. And, and honestly, if I would have leased that one back then, I'm not sure if I would have kept it because my damn business changed so much. Changed through hands. Uh, I, you know, mm -hmm. where if I just would have bought it, if my business changed that much, I yep. could have uh, sold it and got my money back out of the asset. Yep. Or if I leased it and backed out, <coughs> I'm just done, right? Yep. It's, you know, we lease it, but then once you get into lease, it's like, man, you've done made those payments on. It's hard to walk away from it. Well, you know? I guess that's kind of where I was going with this thing is, is if you lease from the very beginning with the intentions to buy at the end. Yep. And you can it's, spread those payments out. Yeah. It makes a whole lot more sense. But if you lease with no intention to buy, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. For the me one to benefit I see is a, is leasing. If you can get if you can get your lease payment 
at a value that you think you're getting workload out of that tractor. Because if you lease for three years, your implement's got three-year warranty, and just turn it back in, get you an early lease. I mean, yeah, right. You're getting out of uh, repair and maintenance on this thing. Gotcha. If you can run a lease equipment, just bam, 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 just stay on a lease. But you don't want to be paying more on lease than what you're you yeah, think but, you're getting out so of. So I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. What if you just bought that tractor and trade it back and in? And trade it back in. You could. Very and well then could. you're building value. And eventually, if you keep, if you do that for ten years in a row, and you trade every three yep. years, you're eventually going to get to where you own a tractor, and you're in full trading value is going towards the purchase of a new, new one. Right? Yep, correct. Um, yeah, if you can get that to swing in your balance sheet for sure. So, on my side of things, I kind of covered why I don't rent stuff. It's just not available. Yep. Um, I think, like I said, I think the last time we rented something was a mini excavator with a hammer on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for grandma's project that turned into an absolute nightmare mostly because of the rental company and he's out of business now so go figure yep um i've uh, i don't know how i say this on paper it's always made more financial sense to me to purchase and pay towards an asset than it is to just have a payment out there and nothing to show on in return what those companies ain't gonna lose money leasing equipment to you no. so you well, mean you're out some money so i'm trying to figure out how to word this to make it make sense um i even to this day sitting here right now i am not cash rich i don't have a big nest egg of cash sitting in the bank account somewhere to do whatever the hell i want to with mm-hmm. or whatever um and I think a lot of people in my position within reason, of course, your definition of cash rich, I guess, is relative, right? Like, bills are paid, we're comfortable, Yep. everything's good. But, in my balance sheet, I'm extremely asset rich. Asset rich, yep. Like, even, I, of course, my assets, just like you said, in uh, with your equipment, equipment's high right now. Mm-hmm. So my asset sheet is looking pretty good. Yeah. Equipment's gonna go back down. You know, and that, that number is going to, but so is the stock market. It's going to go up oh, and down. Oh, it all's got so is, down. It's all relative. So is the, the, the uh, land prices go up and down. It goes back and forth. But, you know, on our farm, as fast as we're growing, you know, to go from 100 horse tractors to 400 horse tractors and six row planters to 12 row planters and small combines. You know, we're, we're hovering at 50% ratio on you've grown, asset to debt. But you've grown, uh, I mean, you've, You've grown more in the last five years than I've probably done in the last 10 years. Probably so. Yeah. With assets and equipment. and mm-hmm. uh, Now, our lease we got now, it's going to get interesting when it's done. I've got a New Holland tractor leased, and it's got a, a KMW brand loader leased on it. I wanted a New Holland loader, but that was through the COVID days, so supply and demand wasn't there. The lease is up. I'll probably purchase a tractor and this walk is what, 150 horse tractor? it's a 175 horse tractor and i'll walk away from loader i'll tell them take it off and keep it because it's the biggest pile of junk there is <laughs> <laughs> <Sounds like laughs> me over now. i ran into the uh the booth at the farm show last year and at first he wouldn't even listen to me then he got up and started talking to me and when i left we had a we should have been selling tickets for the crowd that rode in. Sounds so. like me in Vegas and <laughs> <the> in Durham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I'll you know this lease is going to get interesting because I do not want to purchase the loader that's on the tractor, but the tractor ain't bad. 
we do have a it's a four-year lease and new holland put a four-year powertrain warranty on it for free so the front axle's cracked on so we're working through that right now so, really yeah we got uh get some light grim ones in there don't you yeah <laughs> yeah must be the wind blowing out there so uh but yeah i guess the to kind of cover up what i just never seen a situation financially for me mm -hmm. that made sense to lease maybe it'll appear one day i know it works good for some people mm -hmm. I, I i know but i want to get over to aaron because you see it on a whole different place than what we do you work in these major power mm -hmm. plants yeah. um and rental and leasing so, means a whole different thing mm -hmm. to you guys than what it does to us yes because uh, you guys pretty much like you don't the company That's, you work for is a major company i don't know yeah. if they say the name or not yeah uh, uh, they own zero van lifts no they when they were small when they were small they owned everything but that's more and from uh, a liability? I, I think a liability part of it, but um, look, I don't, I don't know how they, or why they do it. I'm for sure there's some kind of a payoff in the end. Well, um, so the, the, the pickers or the cranes are the same way. Uh, they gotta be mm -hmm. inspected annually, is that yes. correct? Yes, yep. So if they can rent a crane and they can rent a man lift, they don't have to worry about any of the inspections or maintenance mm -hmm. on it. The main, main thing is the, I, I think like uh, what you were talking about, Chris, I think like as far as the company I work for, I think they have to carry the insurance mm -hmm. on it. But yep. where we come in is, so we're running, let's say we got a 175 or 220 JLG. Mm -hmm and uh, we get blow a hydraulic line. They come in and they fix it, yep. free of charge, under rental. We don't, have, rental. Have, a we don't have to have a mechanic on site. But that's because it's a rental, not a lease, just yes. to be clear. Yes, yeah, yeah that's a rental. And um, uh, most ours, because we're in and out. Uh, you know, we're not, you know, uh, biggest job, new construction job we go on is nine months. Yep. So we're not even a full year on the job. So most of the rigs that come in for us, uh, whether that's it be was like a- Gonna say one thing for construction where they're hopscotching jobs is they don't have no transportation costs because right, they, right. it's they call a rental company hey we're done with yeah. it but we need a machine up here tomorrow you know yeah well and they don't have a whole bunch of assets sitting on the back the backyard you know, <laughs> waiting for the next job to pop yeah. up their assets are sitting on a rental yard waiting for a phone call from somebody else you know what I yeah mean? uh whatever me and you worked on a lot of stadium jobs for another contractor and and Rent was the only way to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We call up the local rental yard down there. We need this, this, and this, fork trucks, tractors, whatever yep. it is. And uh, there's no doubt there's a time and place for that. But I mean, you guys even rent your welders. Yeah, we, we well, have, yes, yes, they've gotten away. We, we do have our own welders, but you get on a big job, uh, 50 to like this last job, 75% of the welders we were using were rental welders. Really? really? Yeah. Yeah, they're basically renting the welders too. But then again, you know, it's, something breaks they replace it they fix it whatever to keep us going yep. um and it's not out of their pocket besides for the rental fee so now like one concern i would have with that system you're talking about mm -hmm. is let's say you got an emergency outage tomorrow and you need two man lifts and a fork truck yeah no, nobody's got anything um yeah even scheduling out there when we uh in the past during the COVID era there, even after uh, you schedule outage a year out and you can't find the equipment then. You're looking a year right. out trying to find welders, trying to find JLGs is a big one, uh, mm -hmm. brake trailers. I mean, on a big job, you gotta move into brake trailers. Yep. It was hard finding any of that. 
So that's a huge so advantage of owning that stuff. Owning equipment you've got, for You've got yes. control over when it shows up, when it leaves, but you also got to deal with all the liabilities and the maintenance and mm -hmm. yep, and everything else. I don't know. So what's the perfect mixture? If you're a big company, do you own some and rent some, or what do you what do you do? Well, it depends on the environment I think you're in. That's true. That's a good point. If yeah. you're loading salt or if you're working around something corrosive or... Yeah. Well, running the jobs now that I do more and more, like as far as our company, which it is, it's, it's a pretty big company. Yeah. Uh, they just bought out another company, so they're just getting bigger, uh, which also means they've got more jobs. I wish they owned a little bit more than what they've got now yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because of the accessibility of getting it. Uh, it was nice years ago be able to call down the shop say hey we need eight four-pack welders mm -hmm. or you know hey is there any way we can get a couple uh jlgs up here a, a 135 and a an 80. yeah you know, it was just so yeah. nice right. and now it's all going through a rental company yeah now more or less it's all going through a rental company because they got so many jobs going and they don't have the equipment they had before so yeah i mean I guess part of my problem with scheduling stuff, like I would love to um, rent a scraper for a job mm -hmm. just for the video purposes of it and just to run one. But like that last big lake job we did, it got yeah. postponed almost a month and a half because of rain. Yeah. And here I am paying rent yeah. on this thing, yep. sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> whenever I, whenever, so the equipment I owned, I took off that job and went to other work. Yeah, you can go to another job. Which I could take that mm -hmm. scraper off that job and go do other work too, mm -hmm. but I don't have their work for a scraper. I got to yeah. work for an excavator and a dump truck. And here I am paying rent on this thing. The other thing is if I own that piece of equipment and I turn the key off, 90% um, of my equipment I own outright. Um, if I turn the key off, other than keeping insurance paid on, it don't cost me anything. If I'm renting that piece of equipment, I turn the key off. You still got rental payments. I still there. got rental payment. Mm -hmm. I guess you could even say that for uh, at least. least. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like owning it gives me more flexibility and more options. Um, and I and I've covered some of this before in purchasing equipment. Like you guys see my fleet. I don't go out and buy brand new stuff. Mm -hmm. I try to keep my purchase price down so I can have multiples of different things. I can have more tools in the yeah. toolbox. More arsenals you know more guns in the arsenal bullets in the chamber how you want to say yeah that? all the above and i wonder if you know it just bum fuzzled me the price the hyundai 210 costs with all that steel sitting there versus the price we're paying for new tractors you know i like i was just tripping so, over my tongue i mean like we can <laughs> Wow, I mean, I just, <laughs> so I wonder if that's the the value of the equipment's got something to do with lease versus buy too. I wonder. Yeah, so we can talk in some generic numbers here. Yeah. So the Hyundai two ten with a bucket, thumb, coupler, uh, long stick, all view cameras, pretty much dressed out. Yeah. Most you're going to get it. Uh, the retail price on that's two hundred twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, I mean, you bought a uh, used, what, 400 horse tractor? Yeah. Used 400 horse tractor, how many hours on it? Oh, I forgot how many hours I had on it, man. Like 1,300. 1,300 hours, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, what was the ballpark value of that? It was, it was already used. It's a, the six, uh, it's a 2016, so it's already nine years old and still paid $225,000 for it. <laughs> but, the, but it's sitting there brand new is, 
just a hair over 400,000. That's just a tractor on eight wheels. I mean, <laughs> I think the problem with—I shouldn't say the problem—but the biggest difference between the farmers and us is the technology built into them, though. And that might be too. But man, tractors has come a long ways. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, keep in mind my my two hundred uh, <coughs> two ten my two ten only got a four cylinder in it. Yeah, it's only one hundred seventy five horse. Yep. You're talking four hundred horse. You got a lot more engine, a lot yeah. more transmission, a lot uh, more torque because we're doing a lot of high speed. Right. We're trying to transfer that power right. at a high speed. So, I mean, they are different. They are different mm -hmm. creatures in their own own right. But well, I'm going to take that a step further, though. I mean, I'm trying to think what my most expensive attachment is. Probably $20,000. I mean, you got a $300,000 planter hooked behind the $100,000 oh, yeah. tractor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're, uh, you're rolling yeah. across the field, damn near a million dollar bill. Oh, yeah. Every bit yeah. of it. And Never been a, I, mean, I, I like your dirt world a lot better than his dirt yeah, world. I get more toys than my sandbox. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, what but they, I do have to give my planter mm. credit. It is. I think we could set on and go to the moon with it too. It's almost like a spaceship sitting back here. It's yeah. it's monitoring and doing a lot of automatic adjustments. But so. now, so going to this though. That 210 can still pull that tractor out if it gets stuck. <laughs> it can pull a combine out for sure. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that, Chris. I watched uh, I watched your video here last, and you're down there digging a hole, Barry Nash. And you're like, Boy, he's setting another combine trap up. <laughs> he's setting another combine trap. Yeah, yeah. I got so many comments on that. It's gonna burn for the end of time, and oh. you're gonna sink in that. I don't. I think it ashes would be more. You get stuck in all the ponds we fill in. Yep. I hate to see all those nutrients buried so deep. I like put that a spreader, spread across the field. That's well, all nutrients. Everybody keeps. I know, but you know how much garbage is it in there. Sticks. With it? There's a lot of sticks and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to run out through your machine or pull your yeah, well, or pull your spaceship planter yeah. on top of it. You need to chop those sticks up. But uh, they, there's a lot of nutrients there in the pile of ashes for sure. But well, those windy is what it was that day. A lot of it blew out across the field. Blew, yeah. but, uh, what see a lot of that stuff we pulled out of there was uh, all that small brush mm -hmm. and it wasn't fully burnt and there were stumps in there and I mean I don't know <coughs> I'm not saying you couldn't have loaded in a spreader and got rid of most yeah. of it but it hard on the spreader it been hard on the planter been yep. hard on the combine it would have been hard mm -hmm. and that straw bell sitting underneath there yeah oh it's not crazy <laughs> that thing burnt for a week and uh, still had a straw bell sitting in the bottom of it and that thing was hot hot a few yeah. times. Uh, that camera doesn't know justice how big that uh, fire gun. I mean, I don't know how far that 210 will reach, but I couldn't go no higher. I mean, it was, it was, it was maxed out. Which one was that one? Down that was here. The one down here. Yeah. I don't, you yeah. were on there the first day, I think, and then you got called back mm -hmm. again. We put mm -hmm. that crossing in. Yep. Yeah. You know, Matt or Aaron's blaming or Matt's blaming you for washing out. Yeah. Yep. That one down there. Uh -huh. But, uh, but yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess it comes down to your situation. Yeah. There's advantages to all of them, right? Yep. I mean, and like I said, the lease, the first lease we've ever done, we made money on it because the value of equipment went down. Yeah. But they can never go the other way. It's it can whatever the residual value, they cannot charge you no more. But but it's it's helped us in quite a. You know, you're trying well, to finance it, a four hundred thousand dollar tractor. Having the tool to be able to lease help, allowed you to grow the way you did. Yes. Yep. I mean. Uh, you know, the flip side of me is, is having the assets 
having the assets on the balance sheet for me allowed me to make these big purchases without a whole lot of money down. Does that make sense? Correct. Uh, which was a big help for me. And then I guess on your side of things, uh, as far as the big power plant world, what do yeah. you, I mean? The best part about it is uh, I put I put it all on uh, Matt Curse's, uh, <laughs> Curse's reliability uh, to get us taken care of. No, usually if, if I'll walk the job down with him, I'll, me and Matt will walk the job down, and I'll see where they're what because we use JLGs, Genies, mm -hmm. your man lifts quite a bit, yep. but I'll look to see what's more feasible: building a scaffold or using that lift. Is and, there an advantage of renting and then you pretty much always get it, new equipment? Um, <laughs> yes. We <coughs> knock on wood. We've been really lucky about getting pretty new equipment. I have been on a job. Uh, a lot of your new new construction jobs, you know, you're uh, say you're renting from JLG or Genie. Mm -hmm. It's just it's overwhelmed with lifts. So they've got everything that they could possibly have on it, and you, then you'll get some old lifts that ain't operating right, and then they're always working on them. And you're always down a lift. Um, but yeah, as far as like these jobs going through renting them mm -hmm. we've been getting really lucky and getting real nice lifts so um, and we've been getting like i said knock on wood because we have been getting good ones and when i was on aaron's site too you know i've done construction there for mm -hmm. five years it was our company was based out of minneapolis you know we was working in chicago cincinnati indy columbus right. i just mean the, this the trucking fee. you you get on that job you pack up your job box and you move to the next site that equipment's already been delivered mm -hmm. You know, they're going to come pick up the equipment you had rented, especially when you're covering a nation, yeah. you know, a, a nationwide company like I worked for there. Yeah. The rental was the only way they could yeah, afford, to, afford to move. Well, it. I mean, there's a reason why all these rental yards are in business and make the money yeah. they do. I mean, rentals, I had a buddy that ran a McAllister rental yard for years. I mean, it's, he serviced all of IU. It's, it's big, big yeah. business for sure. So how... Like, I guess that's a question for both of you, but on these big jobs, like how, like where do you stop renting and start owning? Like how far down to the equipment line does it go? Do you rent oh. chain falls? Do you, I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we go all the way down to chain falls. We just on this last job, uh, you know, we needed, I think it was like an extra uh, 80 some come alongs, uh, one uh, ton and a half come alongs. We needed, uh, like 30, 40 extra, so 30, 40 extra chain falls, uh, two ton chain falls, one ton chain falls. I don't remember how many of each, but yeah, we ended up having to go through Harrington and, and renting them because we just, we didn't have enough. Um, that is something that we usually keep plenty of, but uh, at that point we didn't. Uh, they had another big job going on in Alabama, so most of everything they owned was shipped down there and we didn't have anything up here. So basically, the where you start owning at, and I say you, the company you work for, is comes down to like electric hand tools and stuff. Yes, yeah, we usually ninety percent of the time, if it ain't chaos, mm -hmm. I think we have enough of our own rigging. Uh, we sh that's just the first time I've ran into actually having to rent, rent because they went to buy first and they couldn't find any to buy, so they rented, <clears throat> and we had to send them back. But uh, yeah, all our hand tools, all usually all our rigging. Uh, we got one, uh, we got one 90-ton rig left and uh, a 30-ton rig left. So I guess one other possible disadvantage of renting 
And sometimes you have to use what they have and not what you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, sure. does that make sense? Because yep. you may want a A-series lift and you end up with an S-series lift, or you may want a Miller welder and you end up with a Hobart yeah. something. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, do you think not having <coughs> what you prefer, like the actual tool for the job, costs you enough productivity to justify not owning it? Me, I wouldn't see. I, I, I don't see... He don't How? work. Yeah, he don't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, the he, guys, the guys that are oh, working. Yeah. Oh, he's worried about his damn radio battery. Yeah, radio. yeah, yeah. Make sure that radio's charged. Your radio battery? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we own them. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't see how, but it's uh, the the bigger you go, the bigger companies, because I've, I've worked for bigger companies than yeah. what I'm working for, and it was all rental. I mean, all everything rental. was rental. Yeah. And, and I can definitely see where it makes a lot of sense to them. I can even see a contractor my size, and if you had a rental yard right down the right road, down the road, available to you, you yeah. go yeah. grab something for a day or two at a time or a week at a yeah. time. I could, you know, for me it turns into such a scheduling fiasco because I, I yeah. I'm gonna lose three days on a two day rental just getting the machine to and from me. Yeah. It's does, like, uh, does Cat at Evansville still have like a rental yard? They don't talk to him. They don't talk to me. Okay. Yeah, like, like Chris was saying, you know, out of town. Uh, I used to be that guy too. I turned into a two-county boomer, I guess yeah. you could say. I, I don't like traveling more than two counties from my house. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't get out and travel uh, all yeah. over like I did. But yeah, it's, it is like you said. It's a lot easier. Like when we we're in Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. working, it was a lot easier getting equipment down there. Uh, they did truck some of our equipment down. I think like a couple of tail handlers, yeah. some laws. They they shipped a couple of them yeah, down. You know the. Uh, but I guess. What am I trying to say here? Yeah, one job site we pulled up on, we needed a uh, we needed a lifting device with forks, you know. And the rental company pulled up and dropped off a forklift, and it's a wet, muddy gravel yard. Ooh, oh yeah, the fork trucks are awesome like, out there. <laughs> <laughs> you call the company up, yeah. this ain't gonna work. Yeah. You know, get us something else out here. You know, and the rental company pulls back up, gets the forklift, drops off a. Tell a handler I wish, please, Jay, I wish Jason was here talking about his last rental experience when he rented a skid steer and got one of those little dingo things. <laughs> oh, really? He <laughs> ripped the cylinder off of it. It didn't, it didn't go well. Uh, I, you know what, though? In everybody's defense, it don't matter what you do, there's going to be pros and cons of everything. Yeah. yeah. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to have to do what makes best for your situations. Um, for me, it's buying. For you, it's a combination of both. It's a combination. You know, for the bigger companies that uh, Aaron works for, it's rental. Uh, Pretty much, pretty much written. And I, I mean, I understand yep. why everybody does what they do. Um, I wish we had, a, I wish we had a rental yard closer. I really wish we had a rental yard closer and had a long reach. Yeah. There's a lot of times I would have rented one, but it's just not feasible to get it here. And I know down in Evansville, you said Cat. I think they still rent stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but uh, Brandeis does, Diamond does. Do okay. um, I can't believe I'm even going to say it. McCrary or McCrory or whatever they are. Uh, the, Herb equipment. Herb, okay. You know, I'm going to go on a tangent. Do you want to get on that, huh? You know, you want to bring things up and you bring it up yourself. People, if you guys watch my channel, there was a time back, there was one guy from there that reached out and we had a great conversation and we were going to move forward, right? Mm -hmm. That guy left and I ain't heard hide hair from nobody since. Huh. Maybe it's, I don't know, just. Just ain't meant to be, is it? it? It's aggravating. You know, I tried to be the bigger guy, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. And here we you are. No, and you think they would look into it because I look at the equipment that you own right now, 
And, you know, you're right at half, all same brand. I got more John Deere than I got anything else. I know. Ain't it amazing how some people remember you, who you are over years after year? Oh, <laughs> or I'd show up on YouTube and then their boss is like, why is this guy saying this? Because it's the truth, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I went to a, uh, a booth at the Farm Machinery Show last year, and they made one change to their piece of equipment that just ticked me off. Different than the loader. And uh, I missed the first three days of farm show this year, and John walked through this booth and was uh, looking over this piece. Is this a booth that my family has something to do yeah. with? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he said, there's a big old burly guy here last year. He just pissed off about this. Like, How did he remember me? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, getting off on another tangent here, but um, my case dealer, my technical case dealer, I've been in business almost 20 years and never seen a guy, from, never seen one person from there. And then the case mm. dealer's name of my case dealer, which is Diamond yeah. Equipment, has called on me a handful of times really? over the years. Yeah. Yep. Now they're my Hyundai dealer and yeah. it's got a little bit screwy with this uh, DL550 <coughs> Minotaur deal as far as going back and mm -hmm. forth and stuff. But I don't know. It, I'm, if I need you, I'll go find you. But yeah. if you want my business, I ain't going to. And I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want a salesman looking over my shoulder 24-7 yeah. either, you know. I, it's, uh, but it's nice to know you have a phone number if you need it. Well, and I made that comment. Uh, we got an Apache sprayer. The salesman sold it to us. He come by the house once a year, just check in, see how things are going, what's, what's yeah. going on. He left about four years ago, and I have yet to see the first guy. My first guy. I don't even know who my salesman is. And I said something to him up there. You know, I don't need you, but it's well, nice to have that working relationship. Well, yeah. But you don't need it right now, but you don't know when something's going to go yeah. down or. Or hell, he don't know if you're getting anybody new stuff. I know. You know. I know. Well, guys, we got uh, we may have a dump truck that just arrived. We're gonna have to go unload. That's exciting. Oh yeah. So we're gonna have to uh, wrap this one up. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, that makes sense for everybody. The lease yep. versus rental versus buy. Kind of a random rambling conversation. Yep. No, it's yeah. it's hard to. I just I think us three sitting here is three completely different views. Yep. On why we do what, so it was a good conversation about yeah. uh, what it is. So. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, don't forget, we got a couple of meet and greets coming up I want to mention real quick. The next one will be in Vegas, March 15th, the Volvo booth at 3.30. Uh, we're going to try to do something smaller, a local fair, July 8th, and then uh, most likely something Utility Equipment Expo in the fall. Those dates have not been set yet. So if you're in Vegas, come see us. Mean you'll be there. Farmer Chris will not. Nope, I'm headed out on family vacation. Family vacation. Mm. So we'll, uh, we'll be sure we hold down the fort for you. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.